Welcome back to the Grow With Purpose podcast. This is your host, Samantha. I am here with Jeff. He is with Arrow Mindset and Business Coaching, and I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having us. Well, for being here today, Jeff, not having us, but for being here. Thank you for having me. This is I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I'm going to jump right into it because I know that we just talked about this, but tell the audience what Arrow stands for because it's spelled differently. Okay. So Arrow is actually, it's a Scottish word and it's pronounced Arrow, literally just like the English word Arrow. It means awesome, incredible, and amazing. So when you think of Arrow Mindset Business Coaching, it ties around having an awesome, incredible, and amazing mindset. And with an awesome and incredible and amazing mindset, you can accomplish anything, anything in business, anything in life. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that having a great mindset is a make or break for anybody in business. Like, I think that's where like all of the mindset coaches come in because you can have a business coach all the live long day. But if you don't have somebody working through all of the mindset issues, you're definitely not going to get anywhere with it. So how did you tell me a bit about your backstory? So like, how did you get into this space? Like most people don't just stumble into business coaching. Well, my story in short is I started my first company when I was in my 20s. It was in the surfing industry. And literally, it, I was like, what, 24, 25 years old. And it started off with just giving surf lessons on the side to where this business, you know, to save a really long story, it kind of ended up growing legs of its own. And before you know it, within about six months to a year, we had locations from Cocoa Beach, Florida, all the way down to South Beach, Miami. And within a year, we had a location that we worked with in Costa Rica, where we did uh, surf retreats. And within the company here in Florida, we did everything from private surf lessons to surf clinics, surf camps, corporate team building, um, summer surf camp in Cocoa Beach, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, you name it. We actually, based on the timing when I started this business and it started to grow, it was like a 24-7 pursuit, literally. I didn't get to sleep. There was no relaxation. It was go, go, go all the time. And as, as we were growing it, we literally, we got a great reputation, great notoriety across the country and even the world. Um, we became for a while like the go-to surf school anytime. Hollywood would come to Miami or Florida, whether it's shooting or a singer performing, their managers would reach out to us and book a surf lesson or a surf experience, whatever it is <clears throat> that the celebrity might have been looking for. Um, all the modeling agencies used to rent surfboards from us. So it really, the, the, the business really took off. Yeah, we ended up winding up in Forbes, uh, Sunset Mill. We did a thing with MTV at one point. Um, Playboy TV, uh, who else? Um, Telemundo. There was a, there was a, there was a, a lot of. We we got a ton of media coverage, a ton. And like I said, that that business, I, I ran it until I was thirty years old. I sold it. I exited that business. And then shortly after exiting the business, I was only thirty. I had like one of these come to Jesus moments because literally, I just sold the company. I'd gotten divorced. I had a lot of things going on in my life. And, you know, I was kind of figuring out, like, what's the next move? What, what, where, where am I going to go with all this? And I had people just approaching me left and right, coming to me saying, hey, Jeff, you know, you started this company in the surfing space, and it's an extremely competitive space, and 
you were successful at it. How did you do this? You know, and the, the people would be like, are you a business genius? And I'm like, no, I'm not a business genius. You should have seen my GPA out of college. It's maybe like a 2.1. Um, but no, my answer for everything was really simple. I just worked hard. It's like when I made a decision to do something, I committed to seeing that decision through. And I just didn't really take no much for an answer. I just basically had the mindset of if I keep hitting walls, I have to figure out how to go over the wall, dig a tunnel underneath it, or get around it. And that's how I've always approached business and life is if there's something you want and you're going after, a no is not final. A no is not the end of the world. It just means that you've communicated in a way that has evoked a no. You need to change up your communication style to bring it to a yes. So again, with the surfing business, there were a lot of yeses there. But after, you know, like I said, after I sold, I ended up getting into coaching, literally, because um, I had people coming up to me and I got into what it was called performance coaching, peak performance. And back then it was a little less sophisticated, a little less refined because my answers were just very blunt and kind of gave man a shake. It's like people would be like, why is this not working for me? I can't say it on there, but I'd be like, okay, let's just put it this way. Cause you're not working hard enough. You're not, you know, yep. you're good. Yeah. You can, you, you, you can fill that in with some other terms, but pretty much just that, like grow up, you know, it's like, suck it up, buttercup, <laughs> get to work. You know? Yep. And then that, that's really like, that's often what a lot of people just needed was a reminder, just like that, that, you know, I'm trying to think of a better term to use, but just, just, just somebody to be there to say what they needed to hear in order to get them to cross that finish line. And that, that and I did that for about four and a half years until I ended up stumbling into the world of cosmetics and ended up starting a cosmetics company that I built through and eventually sold two years ago over 10 years. And uh, that brand literally, you know, like in the first couple of years, again, the mindset thing was coming into it, knocking on doors, cold call sales every single day. Um, in an industry I knew nothing about, by the way, I was totally flying by the seat of my pants in the beginning. I was faking it till I made it, um, learning every step of the way, constantly evolving. Like, like I said, the first year, I was so many things. I used to have people looking at me like I had nine heads on my shoulders. I had doors getting slammed in my face. I had people, I had people that see my caller ID and they would answer and then quickly hang up. So it's just like after a while, you just got to build a thick skin and say, hey, listen, I, I'm here to do something. I know what I'm here to do. And you have to have that mindset of resilience. You have to push through it because here's the thing. Like, I think a lot of people get sucked up into believing that their world is the only world that exists. There's friggin' billions mm. of people on planet earth. So if you have a hundred people say no to you today, or better yet, you have a hundred people who may not like you or align with you. Who cares? Find another, find your tribe. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole message there. So you got you got to keep following your purpose and your heart and stay on point to what it is you want to do because you will eventually figure it out. You will eventually attract the people that are going to benefit from the value you have to bring. And in my case, with my last company, it's not like the internet where you can reach out to the entire world. I was regional. Mm -hmm. you now I was local. I had to I had to play nice in my local community. So and I did, and we ended up you know thriving and growing from that. But again, you learn persistence eventually chops the tree down. And what I mean by that is there were people that said no to me like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, even 11 times. Eventually for time number 12, then to come around and be like, all right, if this is going to, 
get you to stop making sales calls to me. We're going to give you an order. And you know what would happen after they gave the order? They would end up reordering in like two weeks. But that's that's the other premise here is that you have to have the confidence in what you're doing and believe enough in what you're doing that you're delivering a result. Because otherwise, where do you get that steam? Where do you get the steam and the energy to keep showing up, to keep asking for the order? It's because you believe you right. can really solve that person's problem. So that's that's what that was how my last company we started. And then after several years, it grew legs on its own. We had a sales team out there. I did very, very little outbound sales in the last five years of it as I dealt mostly with the big accounts like Whole Foods and you know, some of our more mm-hmm. corporate ones. But that's what it took. And now to where I am today, after I sold the company and took a year off to make up for lost time around the world and kind of enjoy myself, I, had to, I wanted to take my 20 plus years of career experience Everything I've gone through, the hills, the valleys, you know, the twists, turns, the pains, the gains, and everything in between, put it all together into a coaching platform called Arrow Mindset Business Coaching. So working with executives and entrepreneurs, because that's the world I know. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. Uh, I know what it's like to put everything on the line with no guarantee of a return that's going to come your way. Um, and the executive, because I ran the companies. So I know what it's like to lay in bed at night and not lose sleep over a decision you made that day, wondering if it's going to work out or not, or you know, wondering what your competition is doing, or wondering what the economy is going to do, uh, or you know, are these retailers going to leave me, or you know, just all the stresses that come into running a business. And I think I think a lot of executives, I don't think I know for a fact. A lot of executives, if not most of them, cry in silence. They do. They do. They won't admit it. You'll see them in the restaurants walking around, people that run stuff, and they'll shake your hand, they'll look you in the eye, and they'll, you know, act like everything's all right. They're lying. Inside, there's issues. When you're in charge of people and you're in a position of leadership, unless, you know, there's just no way. You're carrying weights. You're carrying weights. It's as simple as that. And then the question is, is how do you handle those weights, you know? And that's where the mindset coaching really comes in. Because like in my world, I always used fitness as a way, as an outlet to release stress and release, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the issues that I was carrying. I'd take it to the gym and I also did martial arts, you know, so I would bring it to the mat as well. But most people in positions of power that I notice, they, their outlet really isn't much. It's nothing like that. It's, you know, either they eat too much or they drink too much or they just stay stressed all the time. and. That's no way to be because here's the thing, you know, they may be making money and becoming financially successful. That's awesome. But you know what? They're going to give all that money back after they turn 65 years old and they're on 20 different medications and have to go see their doctor, you know, six times a week because the price they paid for their success was their physical health. Or better yet, like I learned when I was 30 years old to get a divorce, your wife leaves you and um, because you're never available, you, you're married to your business, not your family. So these are this is this is a lot of these are a lot of the issues that these a lot of executives and entrepreneurs do not think about when they're in the trenches. They just don't. But yet, whether they realize it or not, that checkbook is always out and they're writing checks every second of every day that are eventually going to get cashed and probably not the way that they want them to get cashed. So I personally believe it's critically important that executives and entrepreneurs develop the mental tools and the mental resilience, the mindset to be able to properly manage what they've signed up for 
And if they can't manage it where they have success, freedom, and happiness, then they need to find something else. It's as simple as that. It's, there's, there's no middle ground to it. It's either you adapt and overcome or you have to find your jam. And there's nothing worse than seeing someone, you know, driving down a lane just because they're making money, but yet they're busy, you know, forgetting and neglecting everything else in their life. Absolutely. I would agree that it really it really takes a, a very specific type of balance when it comes to running a business as I've been an entrepreneur for about 10 years. So, you know, running a business, managing a family, managing a marriage, having, you know, friends and all of the other things and not letting them fall apart. So knowing what you know now, how do you approach life in a way that balances all of those things for you today? No, that's a great question. What it is, is it comes down to getting really clear. And one of the first things I always ask people is, you know, when we start working together, and, and it's a question that they don't do not by any stretch have to answer, like, out of the gate. They can think about it, and I encourage them to. What's your purpose for existing? Most people don't know. 90% of the people you talk to out there, they, you know, they graduate high school, let's say, all right? And then they go to college because that's what they were told to do. That's the social conditioning, social program. They get their college degree. And right before they graduate, they apply to all these great companies because that's what everybody says you're supposed to do. So they do it. And then, you know, we'll, here, we'll make up a name. Susie gets hired from Fortune 500 company, winds up in marketing, okay? She works her way up through marketing to eventually VP. Fast forward 15 years, she's killing it. She's head of the division, but she's absolutely miserable inside. And she doesn't really understand where her misery is coming from. Why is she unhappy? Why does she have so little freedom? And why is her success not where she wants it to be? Well, more than likely, because she's been following the playbook that has been prescribed ever since she came into this world, that she didn't have a say in right. She was following someone else's dream, someone else's agenda, the system's dream, the system's agenda, whatever, you, however you want to look at it. You see that. What we do here, this kind of work, when you start looking at your purpose for existing, which I doubt Susie ever did based on the example on the picture I'm painting, when you get clear on your purpose for existing, all of a sudden something amazing happens, something you know dynamic. You pop out of the matrix. You pop out of the system. You now know why you're here. You know what your reason for being on planet Earth is, and therefore every action you take moving forward is going to be in alignment with that purpose for existing. So one of the things I do, like I said, is once we get clear on what's your purpose for existing, why are you on planet Earth? Why were you created? Once we get clear on that, is we make sure that the actions we take from that moment forward are in alignment with your reason for existing. And then it's amazing how things will fall into place naturally by solving bigger picture issues. Like you see like out there on the internet, on Instagram, Facebook, you know, LinkedIn, whatever, all those different platforms. They're so, they, they offer solutions for a lot of the, like, sort I'm looking for, like the symptoms, you know. But it's like, all right, mm -hmm. so I can give you a, a pill for your cold and make you feel a little bit better. But that's not going to treat the cold. You see what I'm saying? And, and instead of treating mm -hmm. the cold, giving you a pill to cure you from the cold, why don't we actually go higher up the level and get you on a fitness program? And then look at what you're eating. Look at what kind of food you're putting into your body. What, what kind of exercise? So we build your immune system. So guess what? You don't even get the cold to begin with. 
So this is at the level of coaching that I put out there. This is where we're at. This is where we're working at. So we can get results as fast and as efficient as possible. But the flip side, because nothing's perfect, the dark side to it, I'll say, is that it does force people to get super real with themselves, maybe in a way that they won't like. I don't know. It's like, you know, sometimes extreme reality is too much reality for someone. But I will tell you, the truth will set you free. You know, transparency and authenticity. And then the way the, I see the world going today and evolving and at the rate and speed it's moving. Transparency and authenticity is be literally becoming the new currency in business. 110%. I saw that along mm-hmm. with YouTube. With some of these YouTube creators, these kids back in the day doing these like, I don't know how else to say it, jackassery videos and getting mm-hmm. following and just the monetary gain that they were making. It's they were being authentic and people saw that, you know, they would they would go from doing their pranks to having serious conversations to they were just being them. And that's what what they got rewarded for masks and, you know, smoke and mirrors. They don't really fly so much anymore or they're short lived. They never they never fly in the past, but they're today. Nowadays, like I said, there's just too much information out there. It's too easy to look somebody up. It's like things have to be, if, if you want to win the game of tomorrow and into the future, you got to get connected with who you are. You got to be comfortable with who you are. You got to like yourself, develop that confidence and have that self-esteem and charge forward, go after what you want. And that's the only way people are going to believe you once you believe yourself. Because people, you know, we, we, yeah, we, we feel things all, you know, it's like people can read, see through the lines, so. Absolutely. So as somebody who has all of this experience and such a tenacity for business, why don't you walk us through like what a a morning routine or like setting yourself up for to tackle the day would look like? Well, I don't, I can share you mine is, you know, and my, my routine hasn't changed in 25 years, literally. So what I do five, six days out of the week, because there's always a set, I give an exception day out there for, you know, stuff comes up. But let's just say six days out of the week, I'm up by 4.35 o'clock in the morning. And then I mm-hmm. go to the gym. I get my working out done first thing. And the reason I do that is because, again, I'm being honest with myself. I'm not going to the gym at like 5, 6 o'clock. If I say, nope. well, yeah, I know. If I say I'm going to the gym at 5, 6 o'clock or 7 or 8, I've done it. I have done it before. I really have. But nine times out of ten, I'm lying to myself. And I don't like lying to myself. It's not fun. I like, I like to have a good relationship with myself, so I don't lie. So I get it done in the morning, first thing. After the gym, I get home, and then I read. I will sit down. Well, I have a shake. I have a morning shake. But I'll sit there, and I'll read for 45 minutes to an hour because reading clears my mind. It plants thoughts into my head for the rest of the day. And it kind of lets me hit a reset button. To me, reading is critically, vitally important just because it's the way it sets you up for the the day to come. Then after Mm -hmm. that, once I'm done reading, I will get up and then I will move over to my computer. And that's when I'll start, you know, checking emails and taking a look at things and seeing how the day unfolds. And now as I go through the day, towards the end of the day, what I start doing is I start planning the next day. And I start even planning ahead. So things that come up. So like, for example, this, this interview right here, that's been on my schedule since we planned. It. So that, that, you know, got put into the future. But again, I always look at, you know, what's happening today and then figuring out what needs to happen tomorrow. And this is a really important thing, I think, that for success 
is making sure you clear out your to-do list every day. There's none of this like, all right, I got three quarters of the way through it, so I'll take the 25% and move it to tomorrow. Now, if you make a commitment to get through something in a day, if that means canceling plans with your friends later, if that means um, you know staying up till two in the morning, whatever it takes, it's so important to get your to-do list done. Not just because you're getting your to-do list done, which that is important in and of itself because you need to get those things done to move the needle forward, but more for the commitment to yourself because you gotta remember, you have two minds working all the time. You have your unconscious mind and your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is what we're working off of now, but the unconscious mind, you're not thinking about breathing. You're not thinking about seeing. You're not thinking about how your chair feels right now. This is all being regulated unconsciously. So the point I'm getting at is if we're programming ourselves, which we are every second of every day, we're either mm -hmm. programming ourselves forward or backwards. If we're letting ourselves slide, when we know better deep in our hearts, we know better what we should be doing and we're letting ourselves slide, that's our unconscious mind comes stepping in and saying, oh, okay, I guess this is okay behavior. So next time this person wants to slide, I'm not going to send a signal to their mind telling them that maybe they're making a bad decision. Instead, I'm going to endorse decision, decision and push in, the decision and push it forward. So mm -hmm. or for ourselves, like people think all the time, like, why should I do this? Or why should I bother? Maybe I'll cancel and not show up, you know? I don't even like those people anyways. Dude, it's not about the other people. It's not about anything that most people mm -hmm. think. It's about you. It's about the commitment you make and the way you're communicating to yourself. And, and, and if that's the bar you're setting for yourself, then listen, that's good. It's, it, it, it's, a, quick, it's a quick road to sabotage and crashing in, on, on the side of the road. So, Absolutely. I think that that's really true. And I think that a lot of people probably don't consider that subconscious relationship that we have. So what is it, what would you say would be one of the bigger mindset shifts that you help your clients with that you would say is pretty consistent amongst say entrepreneurs? Definitely getting clear on their purpose, because here's the thing when people, especially with entrepreneurs and the thing with entrepreneurs is entrepreneurs in the beginning, they have to wear a lot. It just comes with the territory. And you know, yep. I come from the school of where, like, you will, you can read books. There's books written on this topic that I'm about to mention. They're going to say, delegate, delegate, hire out, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. now, listen, in the beginning, when you're starting your business, and I've said this through and throughout, and I'll never stop saying this, is you're growing your business, and you're going to, if you really want to be a true entrepreneur, you need to know how your business runs, which means... You're going to, you know, you're going to hire an accountant. Okay. Well, before you hire that accountant, you need to know bookkeeping one-on-one. You have to understand that difference between debits and credits and accounts payable, accounts receivable. You don't have to be an expert at it, but you have to understand it because the problem is, is when, as, as an entrepreneur, when you're bringing people on for these different positions that, you know, you don't want to do yourself. If you don't understand them, I, I don't know any other nice way to say it. You're opening yourself up as a target to get taken advantage. 110 percent because you know how are you who are you to question the expert the accountant the computer programmer the web designer the graphics person all oh, this takes like three weeks to do and meanwhile you're like no nah, i think it can be done in 20 minutes you know it's so yeah. an entrepreneur 
does require intelligence for what you're going to do, whatever you're going to pursue, but street smarts. You have to have that street smarts. And that street smarts is just a nice, healthy level of skepticism. Trust, Mm -hmm. verify. And you can't verify what you don't know. If you don't know it, you can't verify. So with the mind, so a lot of the mindset work I'll do with an entrepreneur, especially if they're more on the newer side, but I typically don't work with newer ones, usually more established is really getting them into the mind, the mindset of mental strength and resilience, willing to push through things and willing to get out of their comfort zone. Because so many entrepreneurs are like, here, I'll use surfing, for example. You know, it's like, hey, I'm going to open up a surf shop. I'm going to start a surf shop because I want to surf all the time. Dude, you have a business. You have a business. Yes, you're, you're selling surfboards and board shorts and tanks. It's great. Awesome. And you have cool people probably coming into your store. Awesome, too. And you can bring your dog to work even better. But guess what? It's a business. You're still going to have to answer to the, the, the state. You're still going to have to answer to the federal government on every level mm. that you're applicable to. You're still going to have to answer to your local municipality for all their rules, regulations, whatever you need a permit in. So it's not all surfing, hanging out with cool surfers and playing with your dog at work and then go hitting the waves. It's a business. And that's what a lot of people miss the boat on is, you know, they have a passion, but they don't know business, you know, or they don't have. And then then when you bring up all this other stuff, they have to do. It's like they look like sometimes they're going to have a mental meltdown, which they should, because they're probably better off working for a surf shop than starting their own if they don't want to deal with all that stuff. And that's the other thing, too, is when you have, you know, your purpose for existing, you're able to endure a lot of pain. You're able to endure a lot more. Um, it's just it's just how it is. Because think of it like this, too. Your PFE really helps develop your mindset. It really does. Because it's like your why. Why are you doing it? Why? When you have that big why, when that why is so big, like when I started my last two major businesses, companies, every hurdle I had to go through, every no I had to hear, every door that got slammed on my face, you know, it's just rejection city. The why is what pushed me through it. I knew mm. at the end of the day, by getting through this, it would be worth it. And that's what I was there to do. I knew I had something good. I knew what I was offered was good. And I knew the service I was bringing to the table was second to none. We had our, you know, every business I've been in and, and engaged in, it's 100% client satisfaction or nothing at all. There's no two ways about it. Because here's the thing. I used to you know, train my salespeople with this. As I'd say to them, I'd go, listen, we, in, in the previous company, we would give guaranteed sales. And here was the deal is if the customer, because I gave, I gave my salespeople the authority to push as hard as they needed to close the deal. But you can only do that when you're going to stand behind the deal. Because otherwise, you're a client. Mm. But if you're willing to stand behind the deal, then why would you not push? You know, because if you're that confident and you believe in it that much, you're going to push. And basically, I'd say to them, is this point blank? This was company policy. If it doesn't work out, that customer can return the product to us. We will buy back whatever they didn't sell. All they have to do is pay for what they did sell. And then guess what? We'll walk away as friends. We'll walk away with the respect for one another. And they will always respect. You, you don't have to like someone to respect them. You know, respect is what is the, is the major currency in business. 
because I, I, I used to say this, I'd be damned if I was going to do business with anyone where if it didn't work out or we had to shut it down and they had anything bad to say about it. Not at all. Mm-hmm. They, they can say, hey, it may not have worked out, but you know what? That guy, Jeff, he's a straight shooter. I would do business with him again. He tells it like it is and it's all good. He might be a little, you know, high, high energy and he pushes his stuff pretty hard. But um at the end of the day, he's a good guy to do business with. And, and, and I'll tell you what, when I was in cosmetics, that was priceless. That was absolutely priceless because so many players in that industry don't play from such a high bar level or have such high standards or have such mm. integrity. And when you get that reputation in the industry that you're the guy, you're the company, you're the go-to that does what they say, even if your price is a little more expensive than the competitor's, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I would rather do business with someone who I know and I can trust than the low cost person who could disappear in the fog, you know, on a moment's notice. Absolutely. And I think guys like this is, this is sales 101, like it's basic sales psychology and, you know, it will help you in the long run as an entrepreneur to be able to wrap your mind around how to close deals. So as we're wrapping up this podcast, Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience step-by-step that they can start to do now to improve their mindset? I know that we need to get super clear on our purpose and our why, but is there like a step-by-step that they can take to get really clear on that? 100%. I'm going to give them something that they can go run with the second they hear this. And it's something they already have. They don't need to buy. They don't need to look for. It's inside of every human being. And it's one word. It's called courage. You need to have the courage to take the first step in the direction you want to go. And if it's sales that scares the person or if it's accounting or whatever it is or whatever issue they may have, you need to access a resource. We're all given. We all have it. It's called courage. And when you have the courage to take that step forward, what happens after that? The sequence of events goes like this. You get experience. So every time you take a step forward in a direction that's uncomfortable, you're getting more experience in that direction. Now, granted, don't expect to hit it out of the park the first five, six, seven, even 10 times. Hell, I like I said, I had people that I had to call on 20 plus times in order to get the sale, okay, or get the deal And when I was doing sales and, and the other business. But the point is, is anything you want in life, any direction, anything that's worthwhile to pursue, you need to have the courage to get the experience. If it's not working out for you, then guess what? You don't have enough experience. So you need to get more experience. And once you get enough experience, you are then going to cross the line to the other side. But it takes courage in order to do that. And by the way, what happens after experience? Well, we get confidence. That's where confidence comes from. Because people misunderstand confidence. They think confidence is like one of these things where, oh, you're so confident just because you can go up and talk to anybody. No. Confidence is like, it's a, confidence is acceptance. It means like, I can go up and talk to anybody and I know one of two things are going to happen. It's going to work or it's not. And the most important part of both those outcomes is I'm okay with both of those outcomes. I can walk away. I'm not going to throw. Mm. I'm not going to soak. I'm not going to bang my head on the wall and go, stupid Jeff, what happened? No, it's like, whatever, dude, move on next. That's confidence. Confidence really like, if you look into Eastern wisdom traditions, it's often attached to non-attachment. When you're confident, Mm. you're not necessarily attached to the outcome. You're simply exploring an outcome. 
And here's the consequence of that. When you get good at that, you get really good at that, the outcomes do tend to work in the way that your intention wanted that outcome to work out for. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing I want to give everybody. Guys, you have courage. Use it. Do not hold back. If you need to have a tough conversation with somebody, you need to learn something, get good at something, take a step forward on something, access courage and get that experience because you're never going to feel good about doing something until you get experience doing it because you need to have the confidence to have the understanding and the resolution inside to keep persevering for it. So. Absolutely. And that's wonderful advice, Jeff. Um, so where can everybody connect with you on the social medias? All right. Um, if they go to Instagram, I have a page. It's A-Y-R-O Mindset. So that's literally it. Little app symbol, Tara Mindset. That's Instagram. Uh, LinkedIn, same thing. YouTube, same thing. I have the same handle across all the different channels. And then the website Beautiful. is Arrow Mindset. Just put a dot on at the end. Beautiful. I will make sure that it's also in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today, Jeff. I really appreciated this talk. And I think that our audience is going to glean a lot of value out of this conversation. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for having me. This was awesome.